Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, of course, the exciting, the exciting news is that, Tim, you've still got your audio file, don't you? Yeah, I do. It's here. Uh, yeah, it's here. So, I mean, the option is always there to, to just release. The, I mean, that would be a very funny listen because you would sound truly insane because it would sound like you're imagining recording a podcast with someone. <laughs> So that's good. That promise. That's promising. Anywho, yeah, you're in and out. But um, let me kick this thing off, eh? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome back to the worst idea of all time, episode forty-three. If I'm not much mistaken, my name is Tim Bat. I want to wish everyone a merry Christmas, a joyful Kwanzaa a uh, salubrious Hanukkah, and uh, whatever festival the Satanists celebrate. I want to say happy holidays to you also. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what you may notice in this episode, if I may just button right away, Guy Montgomery is that um, the audio is uh, it's going to sound a little weird. And the reason for that is because I have watched the movie by myself uh, over a course of a lot of beers in Auckland. And Guy? Paint us a picture, guy. Tell us what the surroundings are and uh, what your experience was. I'd love it if you would, for all of our uh, listeners who aren't in the Marlborough Sounds right now, which um, I believe is all of them. Yeah, 
I hear you, buddy. I hear you, and I couldn't agree more. Mm. <laughs> right. I. It's interesting because um, I know that this is a ridiculous uh, time in the project to kind of engage with this thought process, but I, I just don't fucking want to watch it anymore. To be honest with you, to be one hundred percent frank. I, I never want to see this movie again. It, um, it's causing me pain every time I see it now. Uh, I don't want to watch it ever again. I don't want to hear it mentioned ever again. Uh, and I'll tell you what, we actually, on that note, really missed a trick last night because apparently in New Zealand, Grown Ups 1 was playing on a free-to-air channel and Grown Ups 2, I believe, may have been playing at the exact same time on a, on a prescription pay-per-view thing on uh, Sky Movies. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Okay. Mm. Right. Oh, buddy. Right. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you're getting at. I thought you were going in a slightly different direction with that, to be honest, because I thought what you were going to say is, is it worth watching it for 52 weeks for getting to the end of it and going, guess what? We never have to watch the fucking movie again. We're free. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, in the, the, the five or six days, it's not quite the same because it would be, to use your analogy, akin to going, in a week, I know this rash is coming back. So it's always there. It's a dark cloud. It's, it's on the horizon. Yeah, but you know it's coming. There's something... Guy, do you know what I'd love to do? I'd love to, um, that's a lie. I wouldn't love to, but I think it's appropriate to talk about the movie uh, because this is a podcast about grown-ups too. This is a podcast about two men watching grown-ups too too many times. This is a podcast about Guy, Alexander, Halifax, Montgomery, and Timothy Andrew Batt witnessing grown-ups too, the worst Adam Sandler film ever made, 
once a week for a year. The only one I haven't seen is Punch Drunk Love, and I heard it's really good. I'm pretty sure I've seen every other film. Oh, fucking good point. <laughs> I don't know how to spell that, though. Is that P-U-R-I-T-I-A-N? Puritan? Okay, cool. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear how that fits in, because I, I want to hear myself proved right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, so your theory is that even within the physical realm of grown-ups too, he's a warlock. Like, not even if you apply the outside universe that we live in, but within their universe. I completely agree. Um, well, I tell you what, I'd never put together the timeline to do with the van and the teddy bear, but you're dead right on that. Uh, I had certainly had... fed into my theory the amount of destruction he's able to exact on the frat on the frat house in such a short amount of time um and the fact that he appears to return to the water in a way where i would return to my house so i feel like he is a water warlock where he 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 lives underwater like poseidon I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in and out a little bit, guy. I've had about five beers, so in a pretty short amount of time. I, what I was attempting to do, um, quite selflessly, I might add, is uh, redraw up some drinking rules because I, I feel terrible that the first um, uh, episode where we attempted a drinking game, which was a long time ago now, I lost the rules. I took a photo of it. I distinctly remember taking a photo of the page with all the scribbling somewhere, but that file. I don't know where it is. Uh, it's it's gold. It's priceless.
But I have tried to recreate the drinking rules because I think it might be a fun idea to have that ready kind of for the new year a little bit. So I, it's, it's, um, we're recording this on Christmas Eve, which is all the more depressing that I'm watching Grown Ups 2 for the 42nd time by myself in my house on Christmas Eve. But that means in a week, it'll still be slightly before New Year's. So maybe we can get an episode out with the drinking rules because, you know, tis the season to do silly things. Uh, and and people can enjoy that. And people can use the rules at their own discretion a little bit. You know what I'm saying, G? Oh, guy, I can't even hear you now. I hope your internet hasn't dropped off. But I feel like I can hear the birds in the background. And I don't know if they're my birds or your birds. Guy. Oh, God. All right, I'm going to... I'm going to run with this thing by myself until I hear back from Guy. Oh no, Guy's coming back through on the old on the old uh, Skype machine. Guy Montgomery. Hello? I think I just hung up on him. It's a re- we're having a massive blowout now. Uh, in the meanwhile, on this drinking game, it's, uh, it's very important, folks, that in the next episode that comes out, You've got to keep tweeting me to remind me to put the drinking rules up. Because if you don't have them, then you can't play the drinking game. And if you can't play the drinking game, then what's the fucking point in any of this? Do you know what I mean? And I know that New Zealanders have a terrible culture of drinking. I understand that. Oh, I'm getting a phone call. It's from Guy. Uh, hey, Guy, you're on speakerphone. On the mi- This is turning into a, a technical a nightmare, a travesty. We just had this conversation on the phone. I'm still talking to my computer, Mike. The last thing you said was um, that we, we, we were recording this on Christmas. I'm not taking off speakerphone. I'm not stopping recording. Give me another call on Skype because I, I admit I, I fucked you uh, when you rang just earlier. I hung up on you by mistake. Just give me a ring on Skype. Okay. All right. This is all good stuff, folks. You're getting uh, the live experience of, of um, what it's like to... I don't know, try and put together a podcast when you're on different islands in New Zealand, in Aotearoa, land of the long white cloud. After a few beers, it's a technical, logistical nightmare. Why can't I hear Guy? That's the real question. Oh, God. I'll tell you something for free. Guy Montgomery's profile picture on Skype is terrifying. It's him in a hoodie, clean-shaven. I'm not used to him without the microphone. And... uh He's just kind of screaming. Hey, man, how's it going? Yeah, the... Oh, you're sounding quite metallic there, mate. Oh, who knows, mate? There's only one way to find out. Put it all up, unedited. Put it all up. Such is the spirit. Yeah. Oh, you're telling me. <laughs> well, we'll all find out together at the same time. Guy Montgomery, I think it's... T- no, I'm going to stop you there. I don't even care what you have to say. I've had enough beers that I'm going to overrule you. And I'm going to say that you need to bring in a pretty mean theme song to take us to a particular party place. Take it away, Guy Montgomery.
How do you combine those two words? No. Jetski and Machete. Machetsky, there you go, thank you. I was trying to do it in my head and I could not bring them together, but I knew that there was a way to do it. Machetsky. Cripes. What a, uh, what a time we live in. Now, I've actually got a party, party, a party Schwarzenegger um, time. If uh, if you'll indulge me, I wrote it down because I've already forgotten it. I wrote some notes this time, guy. I wrote a couple notes down. Oh wait, um, no kidding, bro. In New Zealand time, it, oh Jesus, it's even earlier than I thought. It is ten thirty-three in the morning. <laughs> I've had far too many beers. Um, okay, so just before um, I. Maybe I'm gravitating towards this because of the amount of beers I've had, but just before Paddy gets handed his beer at the quarry, uh, there's a look on his face where he's, he's, he's obviously been given the direction by Dennis Dugan, the director, to look fierce. And uh, fuck me, does he bring the noise on his face with that. He looks intense. He looks fierce. Fierce Guy Montgomery. So it's like if you could bring your mouth back into a snarl you bring your right side of your mouth south as possible. Um, your eyes, you narrow and you focus. Um, your nose stays relatively the same because it's quite hard to articulate your nose when you're doing facial expressions. Probably does a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he's, yeah. No, it's angrier than that. I know the face you're talking about, but it's not. It's everything. When you're in drama school, and I only know this from mates who went to drama school. I didn't go to drama school because I don't do drama. But you do this thing called big face, little face. And big face is when you basically, you, 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 you widen your eyes as large as possible and your mouth and your whole face. Everything just goes as big and as open as possible. And then you immediately have to go to little face where you scrunch up your face and your mouth goes as small as possible and you squint your eyes and you bring everything towards the middle, towards your nose as much as you can. And it's like he's he's gone little face and pissed off. Um, and it's only on screen for about, I would say, a second and a half, three seconds max. But Paddy looks fierce. Fucking fierce. Somewhere in the middle of that conversation, Guy Montgomery um, came off Skype, but he rung me again, and he's back. Don't worry, though, because the podcast listeners heard what I had to say, so don't you worry about it. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun for the listeners. We've moved so far forward of that, which is why I'm going to take us to our next segment, if you don't mind, Monty. Oh, okay, okay. Chip right in, brother. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I just say something? Can you make this really long? Because I'm going to mute the microphone and take some really long corded headphones into the bathroom and take a leak while you're explaining this. So I'm going to let you run. And uh, I'm going to take a leak. So let's hear it, Guy.
What's the phil- what does Falonka mean? What does Falonka translate to? Guy, this seems like um, the perfect time to remind everyone that our relationship started far before this podcast. Um, it actually started at a TV station that doesn't exist anymore called TVNZU, which in New Zealand was a, a, a youth-targeted, government-paid-for station that ran on the whiff of an oily rag, uh, where you used to present a, a daily show um, with Tim Lamborn. Well, yeah, it was on every day, though. Is what I'm trying to say. And uh, I had a regular weekly segment called. Well, it was on every day, but it was on every day. So. It was on at night time every day of the week, yeah. You bent. I made you bend. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> it was. I don't want to... Um, it was your show, mate. You call it what you like. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but you wouldn't describe it as a nightly sh- You don't... You know what? It doesn't fucking matter. The point is, is that I had a, a regular weekly segment on there where I would review toilets. Um, a segment which you derided uh, every week. Uh, you thought it wasn't important. You thought I wasn't important. You thought I wasn't very good. But the point was, I came every week and brought the noise and reviewed a, a different toilet around New Zealand. What I'm trying to say is I'm trying to couch whatever opinion I give and the expertise that I bring uh, to my opinion, to my viewpoint. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not just some Johnny on the spot. I'm not some Vox Pop that you got off the street asking about toilet etiquette. I'm a full-blown expert with expertise and experience in this area. I've got many years-ish behind me in, in toilet-related you know, research. So what I would say is um, don't make calls on the toilet, like regardless of the situation. Unless you've got a very special relationship with someone. It has to be quite a unique one. But the, the rule of thumb is you just, it does, uh, number ones, number twos, doesn't matter. Don't, you don't want to be talking to people while you're doing that stuff. It's a podcast, mate. The rules are different. Well, well, now we're gonna have to. Now we're gonna have to explain why Saga and Pompeii would come up on my phone when you ring me. That's what guy is in my phone. He's in my phone as Saga and Pompeii. I am Swithin Carlemagne, and he's Saga and Pompeii. None of this is related to grown ups, too. Um, All right. Well, look. Let me. Can I? Can I get us? Can I get us back on track? And I'll just take an interesting uh, sort of 
way to get there, if I may. Would you allow me to do that? Let me grab the map. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Bum. Roll up. Roll up on a mystery tour. Roll up. It's an inspiration. Roll up for the mystery tour. The Steve Buscemi mystery tour is coming to take me away. Coming to take me away. Take me today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Guy Montgomery, this is a section of the show where we grab the clues that we have gained from Grown Ups 1 and try to guess what has happened to Steve Buscemi's character in the first Grown Ups movie, which neither of us have seen. Our clues are, he has had for the last two years his hands upright in a touchdown position and 40% feeling in his body. I have a suggestion. You may have one too. You were taking notes. I'd like to start. And my suggestion is a simple one. Steve Buscemi's character in the first movie was a downhill boxcar racer. The old school soapbox racers that you used to see made on American TV shows and movies uh, with a son and father. And you'd, you'd, you'd race them downhill. Probably gone now because we've all gotten a little bit safe and a little bit risk averse. Uh, but they were a wonderful thing back in the day. Used to, they used to go very fast. And they were just basically planks of wood you'd chuck together, chuck a bit of wood on there, chuck a bloody steering wheel in the mix and, uh, and, and race them with the other kids in the neighborhood. And I've got a feeling that Steve Buscemi, in an attempt to impress his kid, uh, made an amazing boxcar racer, uh, took it for a test drive and really fucked himself. Really fucked himself up, um, which lends to his character's, uh, or the irony rather, of his character going on to become a, um, a uh, you know, what do you call it? Like a grader for car when you're getting your license. That's it. That's it. 
the ocean. I think he, um, yeah, yeah. You know that street that's in Dunedin that's like the world's steepest street? Is it Hill Street? I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but it, it's very steep, and at the end of it is water. Um, so I, in my head, it looked like that. Like he just went fucking hell for leather. And in my head, it also happened in San Francisco. I'm not sure why. Uh, but he headed right downhill too fast, brakes didn't work, and boom, he ends up in the ocean and, um, I don't know, a stingray got him. A, a stingray got him. <laughs> yeah, me too. Absolutely. That's what I heard. And they'll bite you. They'll bite you right in the ass. Nor I. Nor I, mate. Yeah. Oh, Shining Light, I forgot. Yeah, go on. Oh, no. I. Oh, no. Just keep going. I can hear you. Just keep going. I can hear you, guy. No? How? Um, I respect you for picking it up, bro. I've never noticed that in the 43 times I've seen Grown Ups too now. So congratulations to you. Uh, fuck me I've got to be honest with you nothing really stuck out as a shining light and I forgot to try and grab something along the way that was positive oh do you know what okay here's a fucking shining light for you you know when Adam Sandler says to Selma Hayek when she posited that they have a kid um, in the car in the driveway and he says, it's the first time I haven't had a job since I was 16 years old. I'm just enjoying the fun. For me, that was a shining light because I felt like there was another almost breaking the fourth wall situation where Adam Sandler is announcing to us the film. He's saying he's worked really hard on all of his movies like Little Nicky, The Water Boy, Happy Madison, I mean, Happy Gilmore, um, all of them, right? And he's just saying, on this one, on Grown Ups 2, I'm just enjoying the fun. So it's kind of like, can you guys lay off? And it's like a message that was left for us, bro. And I don't know if it's just because I've had too many beers and I'm looking too deep into this, but I have a feeling that he was telling the movie-going audience, I'm just enjoying the fun. That was the whole point of the shoot. And he made a lot of money from it, but that was by the by. He was just hanging out with his mates, tacked on a movie script to it, invited some people to shoot it and record sound and do some good lighting. 
and um, and we're being real dicks by uh, overanalyzing it. No, wait, I got one more point to make, and it's kind of meaningless. But I just, I can't get past the fact that Nick Swartzen announces basically the first moment he's on screen that he anally inserted a banana at his parent-in-law's. Like, that's fucking next level, bro. It's not right, and it's not the right tone for this movie. Yeah, that's a good... Op- well, that's him. It, let's, let's be honest. There's no script in this movie. That's all him. Guy, um, I would like to announce before that we depart for the podcast that uh, hopefully in the next one we can look forward to the drinking game rules being posted up and uh, both myself and Sargon Pompey engaging in said drinking game. I would also like to announce um, that the LA trip is looking ever the more possible and um, happening. So... It looks like for the 52nd episode, the final episode of The Worst Idea of All Time, we'll probably be be doing that in LA. Uh, hopefully more details to come in the next step. Yeah, and more importantly, live every moment. Bye, guy. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.